This is Tell Me What to Read, a podcast from the booksellers at Booktopia, where every week I chat with some enthusiastic readers about the eclectic books they read, why they love them, and why you might love them too. I'm your host, Ben Hunter, and I'm recording on Unceded Wongle Country. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Today on the show, I have two of my favorite romance readers in the studio with me, and we're going to be talking about romance, and I'm going to kick it off with our book of the month, which this month is a romance book, and I'm excited, and that might sound out of character for me, but I've read this book, and I gosh darn love it. Anyway, I'm going to introduce you to the people I'm sitting with today. Cass Fisher. Hi. Jess Paul. Hello. How are you both? Very well, thank you. It's, I'm, I'm good. It's fabulous to be doing this again. Um, so I'm going to start with our book of the month and then we're going to move on to, and I'm warning you, listener, we're going to talk about Rebecca Yaros and we are going to use spoilers in this discussion because we have, as a collective, decided that to discuss this properly, we, we require spoiling, especially spoiling of Fourth Wing. So if you've not read the series yet, read the series. Yeah. Um, or if you want spoilers... We got a podcast for you. Uh, we're also going to talk about Ali Hazelwood and whatever else we have time for. But first, I'm going to tell you what the January book of the month is at Booktopia. Have you guys ever encountered Rachel Johns? I know of her, never read her. I haven't read her books, but I follow her social presence and she seems like the loveliest person. She is an Australian favorite. And I was piqued. My interest was piqued. Because she has a new book with a new publisher and it falls very neatly into a cozy rom-com romance, Emily Henry-esque oh, amazing. Um, vibe that is popping off, to use uh, Cass's language. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is called The Other Bridget. And I have been reading it and I was like, oh, well, you know, this isn't must scene. But my goodness, I'm having just the most delightful time with this book. Can I ask you a question? Yes. I have heard about this book that it took a lot of inspiration from Bridget Jones's diary, which she has. Oh, I love the that. author has actually come out and said it herself because Helen Felding, who wrote Bridget Jones's diary, also took inspiration from Pride and Prejudice. So, yep. have you found that? Have you been it's a book it? that borrows from another book, borrowing from another book, um, and it's great. Uh, book Inception. Yeah, uh, and the the little note from Rachel, lovely Rachel, uh, discusses how the book came to her via way of the title. She she thought up the other Bridget, and and then she just imagined a whole world around a girl whose name is Bridget Jones and who is named after Bridget Jones, and you meet her, and uh, she is a librarian, which I love. Oh, that's Stop. cool. And she is lovelorn, just like the real Bridget Jones. Oh, librarians falling in love is the best. It is the best. Cozy. Um, and yes, there are there are these gorgeous parallels to the other Bridget Jones <laughs> in the other Bridget Jones, which uh, will delight fans. There is also uh, some uh, lightly steamy romance. I was going to ask you, how many chilies are we talking? Oh, just. Nothing on the Richter scale of uh, what what um, what really fires it up for you guys, but so maybe so one, 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 one or one two. One chili. Yeah. One chili. It is very. It's not fade to black though. Uh, yeah, no, they 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 discuss doing stuff, okay, but okay, um, right. okay. So it's nice. yeah, uh, so one chili at least. I wouldn't be um, ashamed of giving this book to my mother though. Oh, okay, got great, it. Okay, great. yeah. So very cozy, yeah. very cozy, sweet, and just 
I just thought this will be sickly sweet to me, but I actually enjoyed it so, so much. Um, it's a different kind of sweetness. So um, in in the popcorn um, read spectrum, sickly sweet is that like rainbow popcorn. Yeah, I feel that. Like- um, looks gorgeous in the packet, but when you try and eat it, it's just- Makes your teeth furry. Oh, ugh, it's too much. Um, this Rachel John's book is more like that salted caramel. I love salted caramel. Yes, okay. I can just tea. eat yeah. it all night um, and I just feel the delicious lightness of it mm-hmm. and it doesn't weigh me down, but I enjoy it. I'm hungry. I love hearing this. I'm hungry this too. <laughs> <laughs> you need to not do this after lunch. I love this review from you, Ben, because I know you're not typically a romance reader, so you're kind of selling me on this like really hard because yeah, I feel like if it's getting praised from Ben, it's it must be. And I love Bridget Jones thing. and I love Pride and Prejudice. I yeah, equally yeah. yeah. And there is um, a litany of book recommendations and book love that um, just yes. oh, m- noodles so its it. way through this. Has story. it been optioned for film yet? I think it's coming. You got to you got to do that. Um, the character is a, a Bridget is a uh, librarian in um, Fremantle, Frio, uh, Western Australia, um, gorgeous town, uh, and you know she has these gorgeous characters around her. It's a gorgeous community, uh, and yes, there's books. There's um, a hot Italian uh, barista. No. And there's your um to me, Paolo. <laughs> grumpy man grumpy man next door who's definitely your um Mr. Darcy stand in. Um and he's he's hot. Sorry for the Lizzie, Lizzie <laughs> McGuire reference there. I've really sent Jess into a, a tizzy. <laughs> and I just yeah, I adore this book. I, I think it's all the things. Everything I want. Well an excellent choice for book of the month then, Ben. Yeah, get on it. Rachel Johns, the other Bridget Jones. Now, um, shall we talk about Iron Flame? Let's talk about Let's Iron Flame. Uh, and once again, listener, spoiler alert. Yeah. Jess, take us away. So, Iron Flame, sequel to Fourth Wing. Fourth Wing took the world by storm. I still vividly remember the sell-in when Hachette came in and they were like, guys, this is the one. And we fought over the proof copies and we read it and we were then all like, at this point, it is just a pyramid selling scheme and we are all in. Um, And it just went from there. And there was so much anticipation and fear and excitement around Iron Flame. And the reviews have been over, I would say overall pretty good. I think there are some that say it feels a bit rushed because I I. Poor Rebecca Yaris must have been on a, like an absolute punishing publishing schedule because it came out six months after Fourth Wing. It's a it's a chunky boy, and and it's, yeah, that it's was the first book. reaction was how big this thing is. Yeah, and it, considering the time span, so usually an author like this, you'd expect maybe one a year, and even then, like there there are some sort of big fantasy books, like if you look at say SJM, you know, we're waiting two years per book, kind mm. of thing. Um, And I would say that this does have a little bit of the COVID vaccine around it where everyone was like, I need it. I need it. I need it. I can't live without it. Give it to me as quickly as possible. And then we got it and everyone was like, "Mm, I'm suspicious. Um, And I want to do my research on it and I'm just not sure. And um, I think that that needs to be left at the door and you just got to... Go in, get your shot. Get your and jab. Get, yeah. And, and yeah. Like, I mean, if you wanted it so quickly and then they delivered, but it wasn't quite what you asked for, you just got to. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was great. There are some 
brilliant scenes in there. My favorite being one that involves a throne. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, um, and the tension is really great and the plot is great. And I, I was unsure how she was going to make this into a five book series. And now I'm like, oh yeah, girl, I can see where you're going with this. There is so much more. It's like that perfect second book where I've had a lot of questions answered and twice as many new ones to ask. I have, what do you think? I have thoughts. I overall enjoyed being back in the world of, is it Basquiat or the Empyrean and Basquiat War yeah. College? I really enjoyed that element. I still love Violet. I think she's still coming into her own. Zayden is Zayden. I've, you know, um, I love Rhiannon. She's this, like, yeah. the best mate. I will say I am a, heart, a ride MVP. or die with, with Rhiannon. She mm-hmm. is best. I want, like, a Rhiannon book. Anyway. Um, I will say I did find it a bit rushed. I do think some plot points, I was like, wait, what's happening? I also feel like, I feel like this book could have been like, I feel like she could have done maybe 75% this book and then saved some Mm. for the next one. Like, again, spoilers, but they bring Jack Barlow back. He was literally crushed under a mountain of lightning and they bring him back from the dead. But then he's not dead. He's actually this venom who can't, men- who's not meant to get through wards, but suddenly they can get through wards. I have a feeling that maybe it was some parts of the story weren't necessarily plotted out super well. I'm a, I got a bit confused. I was a bit confused with the magic system as well at some points. I was like, how do wards work and runes and tying knots? I'm, I don't think it was explained as well as maybe she could have led us down a bit of an easier path. But um, in saying that, I still love the world. I love being at the college. Um, also, it was really frustrating because Zayden and um, Violet got together in the first book. And then so, of course, they pulled like – uh, Rachel and Ross where they have to pull them back yeah, out yeah. to create more tension and put them back together I, I, that was, and that was just like oh okay like for half the book they're fighting but what are they fighting over nothing I was a bit like oh gish all right but it was to build that it was to build that getting back together yeah, yeah they're building that tension back and are they are they will not they won't they and I was like oh it was a bit annoying to me but I got it I understand why overall I did still really enjoy this book I will be reading the next one um Oh, yeah, I'm in for the entire series now. There were some things and I was like, wait, what is happening? Like, surely when you read that Jack Barlow was alive, you were like, what is that? I have to admit, I did not love that bit um, because I was like, well, immediately I was suspicious. I was like, this is a vehicle for something. We don't bring characters that are obviously dead back from the dead unless they are to do something very specific. Um, so I was kind of had my eye on him for the whole thing, but like he, yeah. He's us. Yeah. Also like the mum. So again, she, she dies in this book and they didn't build her up enough. So like, obviously I still cared, but it was, I think it was meant to be a bit more of a heartbreaking, like character death than it was, but because you only got a slight bit of redemption about like 50 50 pages before and then they kill her off. I was like, oh, I don't really care. They should have yeah, built her a- up for, like, been on Violet's side for a book and then the hit. Yeah, hit she was quite problematic at the beginning of Fourth Wing. She, she was um, not on Violet's side. Right. So that's, yeah, and that's a, a tricky bit of a double-edged sword because if you concentrate on a side character heaps, the reader yeah, is like, oh, right. that, that one's dying. Yeah, yeah. He's no. But it's not even that. It's like we didn't have enough emotional connection to her to care when she died as much. They Cold. should have. I, we needed a little bit more. 
because yeah. it could have been there. I really could have felt yeah, for this yeah. character. Yeah, we could have started the redemption arc at the end of Fourth Wing or the begin at the very beginning of Iron Flame. Yeah, Flame's and then I would have been like, oh, that's actually way harder. Um, also, the ending. It was a, it was a good scene though. Like, yeah, the, no, it was. The, it was a yeah. good scene, but I still with the magic system, I was still confused at that moment. Sometimes what was happening, I had to read it a few times to really like try and picture what was yes. going on. It was a little bit um, funky there. Um, but the ending, okay, we have to talk about the ending. <laughs> so Zayden gets turned into Venon, which mm. are like the bad guys, mm -hmm. um, because instead of drawing power from their dragon, he drew power from the earth. Yeah. And that can turn them into these red-eyed monsters that are slowly are they dying i think they're dying right i think i'm again i'm not 100 sure but i think that it's almost like a bit addictive that once you've drawn power from the earth before once you keep wanting to draw power from the earth and it's a limitless supply and eventually yep. yeah and yeah i don't know if and all magic has a cost so if you have a limitless supply in the earth like it's got to come from somewhere and yeah. i think Ooh, it like maybe drains some environmentalist life. Twinge. So Maybe. he turns Venom and then it cuts when sh when Violet sees that he's turned Venom, right? And then it cuts to the next chapter of them sleeping in bed together. Yes. And I was like, I, wait, this, what? That was basically my biggest confusion throughout the whole like, book. I was is, like, wait, that, and I missed a chapter? Is that the last chapter is that Zayden turns Venom and he turns around and they've had this big thing throughout the whole book around trust and having secrets between each other and... He set, turns around and says to her something along the lines of, um, "It'll it will take nothing for you to fall out of love with me, or something like that. It will it will it will happen in an instant, kind of thing." And he turns around to her and he's venom and and like that. I think is supposed to be the moment where she's like, "Oh my god!" Now we have a whole next book of like, "Will they? Won't they?" Because mm. he's now he's, a darkling. He's on the bad team. Yeah, um, and then you get a bonus chapter at the end, which is his point of view, and they're in bed together. And I'm like, well, yeah. How did we get over that so quickly? After, yeah. after, yeah. Post well, Venom. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to be there for that conversation. I feel like please. it should have ended just there. Yeah, to be honest. I mean, maybe um, they're one of those couples that were like, this was a heavy day. Why don't we just sleep it off and we quick, talk about yeah, it over well, breakfast? Quick uh, yeah, but other people would later. be afraid of him. It's. I was just a bit. I was a bit confused. Also, another thing that okay, griped me a little bit. I still love this book, by the way. But <laughs> another thing that <laughs> got me. We set her off. No, I do really love it. But I also have to talk about my question. I think they're more questions of maybe how she'll resolve it. But there, are, this whole point is that because their dragons are mated. Um, Violet and Zayden's lives are meant to be entwined. So if he dies, she dies, she dies, he dies, right? And there's this whole thing of like, if you die, I die. And then there's at one point where Violet's willing to sacrifice herself to save him. And I'm like, how does that work, sis? I thought if you die, he dies. You've said this five times throughout this book. Mm. And at one point she was like, it's okay, because if I die, Zayden will live. I'll save everyone. And I'm like, no, sis, he, he won't. Like, I'm, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that was when the... Um pillar thing was coming down wasn't it yeah um and she was trying and, to stop it yeah and she was trying to stop it and i wondered whether she weighed up the lives of the three dragons her and him and when it's worth the whole of civilization that's kind of how i read it right okay. to be like oh you know five lives are worth absolutely everybody but i still think that was maybe a smart way mm. anyway great book Loved it. The spice is really good. The spice the, is good. The shower scene particularly was... Oh, it was the yeah, shower it was quite, for you. It was quite good. It was yeah. quite good. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Okay. There is... In a dragon book, you say. If you Google... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you Google it, you can get all the all the chapters that you need if you want to... Oh, you just want to do the highlight reel. If you wanted the highlight reel. 
Yeah, well, the smut um, took a while. I feel like yeah, was there was solid. a solid. They did a bit of build up. I don't mind a bit of build up if I'm honest. It was a bit of a slow burn. Oh, cat oh, yeah. was annoying though. Oh, she was. She needed to go, and then I, I'm also, kind of. I'm, I'm so over the the whole toxic woman ex trope. Yeah, oh, no. like, I'm like it's a bit boring. Like, but I think it's to build her up because I actually didn't mind her by the end of the book. I was like, oh, okay. I I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, a redemption arc wouldn't be. Too yeah, um, I, and it turns out they're going to be best friends. The, I don't know if you've read Vampire Academy. I, I was a not. huge Vampire Academy girly in my primary school days. Dimitri Belikov was like primary everything. School. Okay. Oh, prim- yeah. Because um, it's not that spicy. It's very fade to black. Okay. Um, but they do a similar thing where in the third book, the main love interest turns into a bad vampire and she spends the next two books trying to get him back, which she does. I'm yeah. wondering, as soon as I read the end of this book, I was like, oh. He's done Vampire Academy. She's Vampire Academy. <laughs> That's yeah. how I read it. We've got to have him back. Um, also, I think she's going to get a second signet. 100%, oh, I And I think her second signet will be something to do with saving him. Like she'll be oh, able to reverse some sense. sort of dark power or something. Yeah. I don't know. Let's be honest. She'll be able to heal. She'll be or... the only one that can save him. Of course. Because she's so but she's so mega powerful. And then it keeps talking up to be mega powerful. But then she just keeps But then all her joints, her joints just pop out every time, you know. Yeah. Just plays Twister. Like but it's mad. I do need the third one. Do we have any theories about what the third one's going to be called? Fourth wing. Iron flame. What do we think? Black Talon. Ooh. Oh, heard it here first. Um, yeah, I like that. Thank you. Um, sort of that. Yeah, I yeah like I'd that. read that. Yeah, I'd read that. 100%. Yeah. Uh, did you, out of interest, did you read it or audiobook it? I read it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Did you audio it? I read it and then audiobooked the best bits. Oh. Whoa. Got it. Nice. Was the voice for Zayden good? I'm going to ask why. <laughs> you don't need to. I don't think you need to. I think you can use your imagination, Ben. But what's I the... won't do that either. <laughs> was, uh, was the voice for Zayden good? Oh, yeah. Because every time they read a fantasy book and it's like he growled, I'm like the only thing I can think of is Henry Cavill growling in The Witcher because there's no oh. other version of that, let's be honest, that, that works. That is the only exception. Anytime it's like version. he growled, I'm like, Meow. like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Unless it's Henry Cavill. Uh, I believe that's meowed. It's oh, different. okay. Whatever. I clearly can't um, grill. Oh, his eyes darkened. I'm like, is the light His bad? jaw ticked. Anyway, love it. Yeah, nice. You heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to um, move this right along. <laughs> Probably best. Uh, Cass, you're a big Ali Hazelwood fan. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. You've read the new one, Brian? I absolutely have. Okay. I have been in the Omegaverse for a little while because it's been on fan fiction for a long time. I'm a fan fiction consumer. So this will be a bit of a new concept for a lot of just standard romance readers. So this is is breaking out of her prior It is. It's bringing the Omegaverse out of fan fiction where it's traditionally been. The Omegaverse is basically um, a normal societal system, but there's um, alphas, omegas, and betas. Betas are typically normal pretty much same as humans, but alphas have a certain type of like hormones. They need to bite. They mate for life. Um, Omegas. Red flag. Yeah. There's a lot of different things. Anyway. um, So this is her first entry into that and she's added a bit more of a paranormal. So Omegaverse doesn't always have to be paranormal. It can just be like people, but they just happen to have these bodily functions, but she has made it paranormal, which is great. Also, the main character's name, Misery Lark. 
Oh, what a Her name. Her name is Misery. I cannot. Misery um, Lark. Marriage of Convenience. Basically, she is a vampire uh, and she has to marry, of course, a werewolf. Um, so they do this thing um, every year where they basically, to keep the peace between the vampires and the werewolves, they pretty much give one of an important person in society over to the other people and as basically collateral. And she was one. What, to get, like, eaten? No, just, like, you do something to us, we'll kill this person, or you do something to us and we'll kill right. yours. So basically holding them as, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. That's, and she's that's a been, bit worse than a marriage of Yeah, well, yeah. no, not, not, not yet. So that was what she was when she was younger. Um, right. And so she's always felt very, like, her dad doesn't care about her because he offered really her up. Really living up to the namesake. Yeah, her, her um, dad didn't really care about her. Anyway, she's finally come back. She's trying to live her life. She's actually friends with a human. She tries to blend in with humans, even though traditional vampires don't. Um, but she's just trying to live her best life, essentially. Now her father's drawn her back and been like, eh, your duty's still here. You're going to have to marry this guy. And she's like, right, okay. Daddy, haven't I done enough? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, so they arrange a marriage. Uh, they get married and then she has to go live with the werewolves. And there is actual mystery. There's a bit of a plot because her best friend, her best mortal friend has gone missing. Oh, okay. She's been missing for a while and she's trying to find her and she thinks the werewolves might have the answer. So that's also why she's agreed to it because she's trying to find her friend. So there's a lot of motives. You're trying to uncover what's happening. Um, is it standalone or is it going to be a series? I hope it's a series, but I, for this one, it's definitely just a standalone. Okay, there's so no there's enough um, of a tie-up at the end. I or... think she'll do – there's a character in this book, and if I say too much, I will spoil it, but okay. there's a character in this book that I think she would do another book on okay, if, if she chose to do that, but I don't. I think these characters themselves have probably done. Um, but be warned, guys, there are some different biological functions that are typically not in your standard romance books, which is giving a few other arc readers I've seen a bit of the ick – Educate yourselves. If you don't want to read it, don't read it. If you do, strap in. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that's a review. And that is that is all we have time for. I feel like I learned a lot today. Yes. You're welcome. Do you need to go lie down? Uh, <laughs> I have a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you very much. This has been excellent. And we just have more to talk about because I feel like we've had a whole summer of reading. Mm. So more episodes to come. Uh, if you want to... Uh, learn more about the fabulous books we've discussed on the show. There'll be links to them in the notes for the episode. Um, and we'll also, you can go to booktopia.com.au, which is a great place to get books online uh, and subscribe to the podcast. There are new episodes every week. Until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.